And what I'm going to talk about today is the gospel. Now, I just, how many are Apple folk? Really? So few? How many are droid folk like me? How many don't carry phones? <laughs> like, what's the deal here? Well, Apple you know, introduced which, which phone? 15 and all the things around that. And Apple, Tim Cook, and the crowd just did a phenomenal commercial, the Mother Nature commercial. How many of you have seen it? Yeah, go have a look at it. It is really, really fun. Mother Nature shows up, and she's ticked. You promise, and I know you're not doing it kind of stuff. And they're there just terrified in front of Mother Nature. One of the women goes and takes a dying plant and hides it behind her so Mother Nature will not see it. And it's just so clever the way they put it together. And they're starting doing their offerings. At the end of it, ends up with Tim Cook and Mother Nature doing a stare down. And a woman comes up and brings an offering. Three new Apple Watches. They're 100% carbon neutral. And Mother Nature calms down, smiles, and promises to be back next year. Now, I look at that, and it's super creative. I love the commercial, but the message here is God is mad, and he's going to crunch you unless you do something to please her in this case. And see, we have a different gospel. We have a different gospel. And that's what I'm going to take you through here today in the next half hour or so. What is that different gospel? We're doing it from Acts chapter 2. And so the living gospel. So what I want to do is break gospel down into three parts. This is from Steve Walker, my longtime friend. So it begins with revelation. Uh, let's see, here we go. Revelation is what God did in Jesus. Then you go to response. Response is what we do. And results are what we get. And so what I don't want to do is go through this passage and look at how Peter is in his sermon here is presenting gospel. It starts in verse 22. And I want to go through what are revelation, response, results in what happens. So what God did, what we do, what we get. So, verse 22. Uh, verse 22. It'll be long. Because I want you to read it and tell me what it says. Hmm. There we go. Okay. Revelation response result. I get this thing, I ask you questions, you answer. I'm, yeah. Revelation response result. Is it what God did, what we do, what we get? I know he doesn't preach like this, but I do. Revelation response result. Yeah, but in this verse, is this verse about what God did what we do or what we get? It's what God did. What did God did? What's the verb? What did God did? It is. It is there. Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm not looking at that. Yeah. No, back. That's verse 23. Verse 22. Back, back. That's verse 23. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, there we go. Okay. 
Yay! Usually I've got a clicker, but it doesn't work around here. What's the key verb there? The key word there is accredited. What did God accredit? What did God accredit? Jesus. Jesus. Now, it doesn't say here. You have to know the book of Luke. So accredited by God, this man by miracles, signs, wonders. And what it is is the, for the first thing, God, what God did in Jesus is he is accredited. And the gospel of Luke, the key verb there is son of God is a key title. So he's accredited as son of God in the book of Luke. I like to put in the word Emmanuel, although that's Matthean. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. This is not just a man. This is God incarnate. And all the stuff Jesus goes through, and he goes through hell, that's God doing it. This is not the ticked off God who's going to crunch somebody. This is the God who comes and takes life at its worst. Son of God, Emmanuel. So he's accredited son of God. Okay, next slide. Verse 36. Verse 36. This is the end of this section of sermon. Revelation response result. What God did, what we do, what we get. What God did, what we do, what we get. What God did. What did God did? He made this Jesus what? Lord and Messiah. So step one of the gospel... Step one of the gospel is he's accredited as son of God, Emmanuel, Lord, Messiah. That's what God did. So this man, Jesus, is not just a man. He is God with us. And through his work, he is son of God. He's, he's in a new way. He is Lord in a new way. And he is Messiah, the promised rescuer, deliverer, snake-crushing deliverer. Okay? Verse 23. Revelation response result. What God did, what we do, what we get. Now he's talking about those guys back there killed him. But see, that's what God did. Because when you look at this, they put him to death by nailing to a cross. So this is Jesus he is crucified. Okay. Now, if you've got, let's say, for example, that we just discovered that President Biden had been assassinated. Now, for some of you ardent, hardcore MAGA folk, yeah, serves him right. And we would crucify you because he's the president of the United States. If a president gets crucified, a president gets assassinated, and I remember dramatically when John F. Kennedy was crucified as a senior in high school. Chaos, disaster. This is even worse because this Messiah gets killed. But if you look in verse 23, next slide there, this is God's deliberate plan. What looks like absolute disaster is God's perfect plan at work. So what I want to head here is crucified, but this is according to God's plan. What appears in every way to be a disaster the leader who's going to deliver us from 
all the evil of this world has been killed is actually God's deliberate plan. Now, who is he? Emmanuel, Lord, Messiah. Who is he? He's God come in the flesh. Tim Cook commercial. Is Mother Nature going to die for the sins of the people there in the Tim Cook crew? Not even slightly. Very different perspective. This is not God who has to be pleased by our hard work and deep sacrifice. It's God who comes to rescue us from sin and lostness and despair and all those things. And he's willing to die for it. Although we're not done yet. Verse 24. Revelation response result. You should know it by now. This is what God did. And what did God did? God raised him from the dead. Yep, absolutely. This is really hard. So God raised this Jesus life. Now, if you go through and read, and I'm not going to take the time to do it, you can read all this way down through, and there's some stuff we could unpack there. This is prophesied. So at verse 32... So verse 24 through 32 is all about resurrection. God raises Jesus to life. So next slide there. So God did in Jesus. He is accredited, crucified, and resurrected. So it's not just death. He actually came back bodily from the dead. Unique in all of history for somebody to do this. People come back for a little bit that Jesus raises them from the dead, but they die again soon. This Jesus does never die again. Now, verse 33. Revelation response result. What God did, what we do, what we get. What did God did? He's exalted the right hand of God. So that's the next step here. Accredited, crucified, resurrected, exalted to the right hand of God. So he's back up there now as Messiah, God-man. He was there as second person in Trinity. Now he's back in a new role as our Messiah, our advocate, our helper, the one who prays for us, the one who helps us with life. So he has exalted the right hand of God. And a key point here, next slide. Curious how this looks. There you go. David did not ascend to heaven, yet he said, The Lord to my Lord, sit at my right hand. That's Psalm 110. And what this is saying is when Jesus was exalted to the right hand of God, he is also over and destroys the powers, the demonic powers. See, it's not just that he's exalted to the right hand of God. As magnificent that is, they're advocating for us. He is also there, and he has authority over all the demonic powers that run our world. So the fifth step here. He, he, or fourth step, he exalted hand of God, which is victory over death and demons. So death will never have the final stage for anybody who's in Christ. And we may go through physical death, but we'll never go through spiritual death. We'll never go away separation from God because we've been restored to that by the work he's doing. And the demonic powers, we have authority over them. And one of the things I do in my ministry is I help people get free from demonic attachments and I can do that through the power of Jesus Christ because he won the victory over the demonic stuff. And we're seeing, I mean, a huge resurgence of demonic power in our culture. And more and more people I'm running into have either unknowingly or unknowingly connected and have demonic attachments. 
They need freedom from that, and they can't get it through demonic realm. They can only get that through Jesus Christ. So again, huge hope that comes with this. But we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Verse 33 has something else in it. What else does it have? He's exalted, but what else? Promised Holy Spirit, and what happened to the promised Holy Spirit? Poured out. Who poured out the Holy Spirit? Read it carefully. Who poured out the Holy Spirit? Jesus did. He received the promised Holy Spirit. Ryan just read that back in Matthew chapter 3 when he was baptized. Now he's pouring out that same Holy Spirit on us. So the fifth point here is he's poured out the Holy Spirit. So we see what God has done. He's accredited Jesus as Emmanuel, Lord, and Messiah. He's crucified this to God's deliberate plan. He's resurrected, bringing new life into this place of death. He's exalted the very right hand of God far above all the demonic powers, and there is our advocate, and he's poured out the Holy Spirit on us. This is what God did. This is the heart of the good news of the gospel. And see, it's so different from the various religions of the world, and I just point on this Mother Nature thing because it just came out, and it's so telling that the apple people are desperate to appease Mother Nature or she's going to crunch them. And see, that's, that's so much a part of religion in this world. We pretend like there's no gods out there. There are. There are. And people know that there's powers they need to appease. They keep happier. They get crunched. It's the whole thing, the oppressor-oppressed critique that's so much a part of our society. You've got to keep them happier. They'll crunch you. Well, see, this is a different thing. The ultimate power of the universe, the God who created heaven and earth, is here dying resurrected, exalted, pouring out the Holy Spirit so we can have good relationship. He is initiating the relationship at deep cost. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we're not done yet. Hmm. Imagine that. The response is what we do. Okay, so what are the three again? Revelation is what? What God did. Good. Response is what we do. Result is what we get. Okay, now let's look at this. Verse 36 Revelation response result. What happens? Verse 37. When the people heard this, what did they do? They were cut to the heart. You mean, like, we killed God's Messiah? That probably wasn't a good idea. And so the next step here is they just say, brothers, what should we do? They're cut to the heart and they realize, man, that was a bad mistake. Are we going to get crunched? So the response here, what we do, the first thing is they're convicted. And conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit that sows what we've done, helps us see it, but with hope. See, the accusing voice of the demonic powers shows what you've done with, you're going to get crunched. Despair. The Holy Spirit convicts, yes, here's what you've done, and you did it. You can't avoid it. But there's hope. See, that's the difference between condemnation and conviction. And then what we do when we see that is we confess our need. That's what they do. Brothers, what do we do? We kill the Messiah. 
ay, 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 are we going to get crunched? What are we going to do? And see, that's the key is God, now what are the five points of the gospel we just looked at? You remember them, right? Accredited as Son of God, Emmanuel, Messiah, Lord, Messiah. I want you to remember this stuff. I really do. <laughs> Crucified, God deliberate plan. Resurrected, bring life into this place of death and darkness. Exalted right hand of God, advocate over all the demonic powers and with the Holy Spirit. What do we do? Say, I need a piece of that action. I need some of that. And we confess our need. Now, verse 38. Revelation response result. Revelation response result. Well, there's a lot of stuff in here. The first one is what? Repent. Okay. Now, repent. So that's the first thing is repent. And see, in our English, repent means either sobbing away or changing behavior. But in Bible... What repent means, well, this is what it means in English, right? Is that up here? Yeah, there you go. That's it. Repent. What's the next slide? That's what repent means. Some guy, you know, and that is not the picture of repent in Scripture. Repent in Scripture is Acts 2. That shouldn't be Acts 2. That should be Acts 26. Yeah, there you go. I preach that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. So repentance here is turn from Satan to God. So repent is a change of mind about who is God around here and what's truly important in my life. That's what repent is. Because we live in a world where I am the center of the world and we're changing to a place where God is the center of the world but I have this incredible mutual relationship with him. Okay, So that's repent. So repent and and what? Be baptized. Now so, be baptized, and what I'm going to suggest to you, you've probably heard this already, is that baptism is the expression and confirmation before God, family, and friends of my repentance and faith. That's what baptism is. It's an expression before God, family, and friends of my new... So, I just was at Nicole and Colton's wedding, July 1st. It was phenomenal. I was at Joy and... Nathaniel's wedding, April 29th. And what I'm suggesting to you is baptism is to Christian life as wedding is to married life. Baptism is to Christian life as wedding is to married life. So at Nicole and Colton's wedding, David, my son, was the efficient and he led them. And they made vows to each other. They exchanged rings. And at the end of that service, David looked at them and said, by authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and in accordance with the laws of the state of Oregon, I pronounce you what? Husband and wife. That began something that never existed before. And they kissed and walked out happily, and they've been partying ever since. Yeah, Nicole, well, look at that. That's what's going to happen over here is when these three are baptized before God, family, and friends, that's inaugurating a life of the Holy Spirit. That's in, in Bible, you know, this is the thing, I'm, I'm going to do something different. I think repent and be baptized 
Next slide there. I think repent and baptize should be the same thing. We separate them. I think biblically the same thing. Repent and be baptized. It's a whole person action. And if we did it the best way, repentance would be something to be culminated with baptism. We often separate them, but it's still the same thing. The repent and be baptized is, the repent is an act of the heart, yes, but repentance is also an act of the body, and that's what baptism is. So I'd put them together, repent and be baptized. Okay. Now, those who accepted his message were baptized, verse 41. So, accepted his message. What are some of the words we could use for that? We could use believe. We could use faith. We could use trust. We could use allegiance, commitment, something like that. That's what that means, accepted the message. So it's repentance and faith together. And they were, they accept the message there. Next slide. Yep, there we go. So it's believe or trust or something like So repent means turn from ourself and sin and demonic stuff to God is the believe side. So at verse 41, next slide here, those accepted were baptized. See, and I think, again, I think that's the one thing. I think baptism is the culmination of repent and believe. So they accept the message and were baptized. So repent and be baptized, accept the message and be baptized. And then what's results? Remember what is results? What we get. So look back at verse 38 again. I know this is coming fast, but you're good. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. So a particular kind of thing, which we're going to do here in a few minutes. For what? For what? For what? Come on. For what? Oh, I see. It's not up there yet. Sorry. There we go. All right. For what? Forgiveness of our sins. Re Revelation response result. That's result. That's what we get. Now, question, what incredible sacrifice did you bring in order to get forgiveness of sins? And the answer is nothing. All you have to do is accept the gift. See, that's the whole point. I don't have to do anything, but it's going to lead to a life of changed behavior and more Christ-like behavior. So, the first thing we get is forgiveness of sin or acceptance as child of God coming to the family. Now, I've got an adopted daughter who spent the first quarter century of her life living in hell. I mean, you name bad stuff, she went through all of it. And she came to be our, in our daughter, Cindy Brashears. If you're at Cannon Beach Conference Center, you'll meet Cindy, you could. She's been our daughter for 33 years. Why did we adopt her as daughter? Was it because it was going to be an asset on our balance sheet? No, it was a major liability, especially in the early days. Now it's much more an asset now. But see, God adopts us when we're a liability. As Cindy was a major liability because she brought so much trauma. She was still doing a lot of drugs. And I mean, she brought so much trauma. It was, it was bad. We had a commitment to her, and she had a commitment to us, and she's grown and changed a lot over these 33 years. That's us. But the forgiveness comes free for nothing except accept it. Forgiveness. So 
Back to verse 38 again. Forgiveness of sins and what's last here? Gift of the Holy Spirit. So we get forgiveness of sins and gift of the Holy Spirit. This paraclete, this helper, this convictor, this new life person. We get the new life of the Holy Spirit. So that new life and power. So you want to change your life? You want to get off drugs? You want to get out of a bad relationship? You want to become a more giving and caring and loving person? That's what the Holy Spirit helps us do. But we're not done yet. Verse 42, you've been running through this a lot. What did they do first? Devoted themselves. Revelation response result. That's response. Yep, so we go back here. They accept the mission or baptize, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' fellowship, which is what you all are here for, devoted to that. So that's the, so go back and remember again. The revelation part was what? God, God, what God did. And what did he did? Accredited Jesus as Son of God, Emmanuel, Lord, Messiah. Crucified, death for us. Resurrected to bring life into darkness. Exalted the right hand of God above the demonic powers, advocating for us, and yeah, poured out the Holy Spirit. Our response is what? Conviction, confession, repentance with baptism, acceptance or faith and baptism, and devoted to, because it always comes into a fellowship. But we're not done yet, almost. You look at this. And what they're doing there in this fellowship, everyone was filled with awe, many wonders, signs performing the apostles, all believers together had everything in common, sold property. So what we see here, every day they continue to meet together in temple courts. I mean, you've been through this. So you get, what they do is they come into a new community of the spirit. And that's such a gift. That's such a gift be in a community where you're all coming together as sinners in need of God's grace and growing in Christ-likeness and helping each other do it, helping each other out. When there's financial need, you help with it. When there's emotional need, you help with it. When you've got emotional excess, emotional excess, that didn't come out right. When you've got emotional assets, you give to others because they need help when they're in pain. That's the community, of, that's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit where miraculous stuff is happening. Verse 46 again. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread, ate together, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people. And then the last phrase there, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the last thing on the response is this new mission to get the good news out to people who need to be with a God who will die and be resurrected for our benefit. That's what it is. Now, what's missing here? How many of you are church brats? You spend most of your life in church. Yeah, okay. When you hear the typical evangelistic message, you're a sinner, God hates you, Jesus died for you. If you believe, you get what? To go to heaven when you die. Peter apparently forgot that. Because he didn't talk about going to heaven when you die. See, the gospel message is not that you go to heaven when you die. That's true if you're a believer in Jesus Christ because you're going to be with Jesus. But the point is not that. The point is how we live now. Because we live as a community of goodness and grace and love and compassion and helping others discover that and be transformed into a beautiful life. 
Doesn't mean they won't get off from trouble. Trouble can still happen. But see, this is the missing thing. Now you go to Acts chapter 3, and it gives one more piece. Peter's doing another gospel message to the man who's outside the temple, crippled, and he heals him. Repent then, turn to God. You recognize that. Time to refresh and comes to the Lord. But the very end of that, verse 21, heaven must receive him until the time God comes to restore everything as he promised long ago through the holy prophets. That last verse is the final thing here, and that is the new hope of God returning and restoring what's going on. Now, we'd go back and through this again, but our time's gone, and I want to see the baptisms. I really do. But see, this is the gospel. And I love comparing that to the Tim Cook Mother Goddess gospel. I love comparing that to the thing I grew up on in religious fundamentalism, as God is totally ticked. And if you don't carry the Bible the right way, he's going to crunch you. I mean, that's what I rejected at 14. And we're in a place where it's not just do whatever you want. No, it's give your life to serve others by the power of the Holy Spirit because that's what God did for us. That's the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's good news. Let's pray together.